It's time for another scripted conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy. Welcome to another episode of Scripted Radio, and today we're very excited because we have Jessica Williams with us today. And so, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us. And Bruce, uh, we're going to have you uh, introduce Jessica and tell us a little bit uh, about how you uh, met her. No, sounds great. Um, You know, one of the silver linings, if there is a silver lining to the pandemic, is meeting so many terrific educators online. And I met Jessica probably last spring online, and we started DMing back and forth about our TV shows. And then I finally said, hey, I'll send you a link. Let's meet for a little bit, I think on a Google Meet. And an hour and a half later, we were still giving each other ideas about um, our TV studios. And really, her bio on our website says it all. She's passionate to give students voice, choice, encouraging teachers to embrace, embrace creative chaos. I love that, of just like go for it in the classroom. So uh, Jess, good night. Uh, how are you tonight? And um, tell us a little bit about what you're uh, up to right now teaching. Hey, Bruce and Paula and Randy, thank you for having me. Um, This is so great that I get to be on the show uh, to give everybody at home a little taste of who I am. I'm not some stray they found on the side of the road. Um, I I am um, an educator. I have been in education now for many years. Um, I think I'm going on like my 14th year. Um, Started off as a language arts teacher um, at the middle school level, seventh, eighth grade. Did that for six years. Already had my master's in English. I'm like, I need to do some things. And I got a certification in Connecticut. I'm in Connecticut uh, for library media. And that was the same year, once I finished that certification, that our school district, I work for Manchester Public Schools. It's in uh, about 10, 15 minutes outside of Hartford. That was the year that our school district went one-to-one Chromebooks. Um, They pulled me from the middle school to the high school for a year to help with this Chromebook one-to-one pilot. Um, That was a crazy year. I learned so much. Uh, and after that first year, they were like, we really did well with this pilot. We want to go uh, through 7, 7 to 12 with the Chromebook. So I went back down to the middle school with my people. I've been in this um, library, library media specialist tech integration role now for almost seven years. And um, I'm also like a presenter and I like to collaborate. I'm big into improv, Saturday Night Live. Um, I'm a STEAM department head, so lots of tech, coding, and video production. (laughs) So that's kind of a little background of where I am. Okay, well, welcome, Jessica. We're so happy you're here. And as I was, I'm just going to, before we begin, I was looking uh, again through your website, and I realized that Manchester High School is one of the schools that I used as examples uh, for my students in the classroom, the Pulse. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, as I was looking through different, you know, schools and getting ideas, I found that, and I was like, they, they do a superb job, and I just really kind of fell in love with that high school. So it was really ironic when I saw that's where you're from. <laughs> I've learned from the best. So a lot of the video production on the fly teaching, I taught myself, but I've also done a lot of vertical alignment with the teacher of the Pulse, mm-hmm. um, Eric Larson. I actually had a phone call with him this afternoon. Oh, wow. And 
and he was telling me about his um, STN experience this past year with the pandemic. And uh, I'm very fortunate to have gone to STN with him one year. Um, and that was when I was just starting to learn about video production for students and stuff. So we're, I'm, I'm very close with the high school. We, we've learned a lot from the high school and bringing it down to that middle school level. Yeah, they, they do a great job. So uh, give him my regards. Uh, oh, I will. Yes. Uh, Bruce, you want to go ahead and get us started tonight? Uh, sure. My first question for Jess is, I know that you're a Google innovator, and how does the problem solving that they teach you uh, and video become part of this process, you know, to, that you could teach your students to try to figure things out in the classroom? How do you, you know, leverage the video and problem solving? I know it's huge with uh, STEAM and STEM. Uh, what are the, some of the projects that you've been doing? Oh, wow. There's so many things to answer here. Okay, so I'll start off with um, the innovator kind of mindset and how it kind of ties in. I'm sure you've heard of Google Innovators, Google Certified Trainers, and also their new program, which is Certified Coaching. Um, really, it kind of focuses on um, getting to the heart of a problem that, that you're passionate about. Um, so when I went to the Innovator Academy in, um, what was it, February 2016 now, almost five years ago, uh, I, you know, you go with a passion. I actually went with how do I give students voice, and I ended up working on a project there about podcasting, ironically, um, and with our students now, it's, this is kind of like the perfect year, um, and even before the pandemic, you know, giving kids a voice and choice, there's so many like ripple effects that really benefit from that. So you, you get that student buy-in, they're intrinsically motivated. Um, I'm trying to think of a couple other things off the top of my head that really work, but uh, really, I think also too, when the kids are given a voice and choice in the things that they care about and the stories that they're sharing, you build a more, um, a you are bringing more diverse voices, you are bringing together the school community, so I think um, one of my favorite things, like you said at the beginning, Bruce, when you're introducing me, they're embracing that creative chaos and kind of riding the wave of, of opportunity that comes with creative constraint. Um, I, like I said earlier, I'm a huge fan of improv and improv is not just like, hey, I'm gonna get up here and do something like, I don't know what it is, there's no plan. Improv is actually, you're given constraints and you have to be successful within them. So like one of the rules of improv is to say yes and. You don't say no because that like negates everything. So you just kind of say yes and you roll with it. Um, so for example, I'm trying to think of some things off the top of my head. One thing that um, just came about this week and we haven't really even talked about it yet, Bruce, but um, one of the things that we we're just mentioning is we're going back into the school building. Our kids are gonna be brought back right after spring break in April and we, we want to give our teachers some pause time, some extra time to kind of plan. Their class periods are going to be longer. Kids are going to be in front of them. There's a chance there might be mixed mode classes where kids are sitting in front of them physically and also kids are going to be sitting at them uh, in front of them at home. So um, my principal came to the other library and made a specialist in my school and me and was like, we need to come up with something that the kids can work on that, you know, maybe some kind of icebreaker or something while the teachers are planning. I go, I am not about giving kids busy work. Let's figure something out right now. So we actually brainstormed a little bit together. We talked with a couple of students. We talked to a couple of teachers and we came up with this idea for um, what, what, what a unique year this has been. 
let's make a virtual time capsule. So we're gonna be taking all the ideas of the kids. Um, we have our kids separated by team, so seventh and eighth graders. We're gonna be like gleaning from them, the top trends of the year, their TikTok videos, and uh, most influential people. And we're gonna be like putting together this virtual time capsule to like put together what this year was. And it's gonna be um, something that the kids are helping us with voiceovers and all these things that it's gonna be shown at the end of the year award ceremony. Um, so the kids are really having their voice and choice brought into this kind of virtual uh, time capsule. So there's so much good that can come out of the constraints. So that's just one thing. Do you have any questions about that or can I keep going? <laughs> no, it's, it sounds awesome. Yeah, it keep going, awesome. yeah. Okay, well, and then, so, well, that's like a fun thing that we're doing to build community engagement to get kids excited to tell the story of what the pandemic has been for them. Maybe it's personal, maybe it's like, you know, what, what have you learned? Maybe you got a pandemic pet, um, but then there's the whole content, right? There, so that's the engagement, the, the community building, and then there's content-based. How do we get kids to tell their story within social studies, math, science, English, language arts? Um, and one of the things I've been working with, I've been working towards my Google certified coach curriculum. So I've been taking on coaching teachers. I've been working closely with one teacher. Um, her name is Sarah and she's a language arts teacher. And um, the students were studying um, short stories for literary analysis. So one of the things that we were working on was like, how can we get the kids to creatively show that they understand symbolism and theme and setting and mood? What's a creative way we can get them sharing their story? So we came up with this um, project, Sarah actually came up with it and I kind of helped her run with it uh, for a TED talk. Um, so basically, um, if you look at a really good TED talk, like the, the example that we pulled was from Amanda Gorman, who spoke at the inauguration. Um, she has a TED talk from a couple years ago called, it's called um, Using Your Voice is a Political Choice. So we kind of set up these, this like framework. So ready, the constraint of um, you have to choose a big question, you have to find your evidence and you gotta make it personal. So we built this frame, the structure, but within that frame and structure, the kids are um, examining a literary piece of, we actually were looking at, um, they were short stories that were um, Eid, Eid al-Fitr, it's a, it's a Muslim holiday that kind of celebrates the, um, the end of fasting. So they were, they had this choice of three, these three stories that they could read. They had to choose a big question, like does, you know, color show symbolism or stuff like that, find evidence, but then they had to bring their story to life through this TED talk and make it personal. Um, I actually have directions if anybody's like interested or if we attach yeah, things definitely. to the podcast. Um, but I was so excited to when um, this teacher approached me with the idea to help the kids come to life with this and to do, you know, this creative but also structured activity. So the kids are actually using Flipgrid to record themselves. If we had more time, um, it would definitely have been brought into We Video. We are We Video all the way in my school. Jess, I have to share with you, I have a seventh grade language arts teacher. She's done TED Talks for, I think, four or five years. Mm -hmm. And pre-pandemic, the um, tech teacher actually built, you know, something that said like TED Talks on the stage and the final performance, they went up on the stage and oh, went awesome. through their slideshow, went through their talk and same exact thing that you're describing. Any school that would do TED Talks in any subject area, it's a home run. It's a terrific mm -hmm. project. 
the kids get to pick what they want and they're interested in. Um, and I'm happy to share that. And we can put that in the show notes too. Uh, awesome. some of the things that my school does, uh, you know, for Ted talks. I love that. It's just, um, it's fun, but you know, and they're also hitting standards. Like I, I believe when we were like setting this up and stuff, I was looking through like ISTE standards. It's like empowered learner and knowledge constructor and, you know, creative communicator, all that good stuff. So, um, it really hits a lot of things on the head, the nail on the head. <laughs> Go ahead, Randy, you're up. So, uh, we are actually, um, getting a makerspace. This, you know, they're creating it in our building. And one of the things that they, my position in the building, I'm, I'm uh, grades one through six, and they come to me like a special area to learn um, media and media design. And so we have a television station, a radio station, and mm -hmm. all my stuff is project based. So it, it gets fed either through the, the social media, the, the, the television station, the radio station. But they said as they're creating this makerspace, they're like, well, we have all these VR kits. And I saw that you have, a lot of experience with it looked like on your web page with VR. If, if, if you are, if, if you had to talk to a novice, where would you, like me, where would you tell me to start when I needed to dig into the VR um, and Ooh. learn about it? I was actually, this was a question that our buddy at the high school, Eric Larson had today. Um, he was trying to understand. So for me, for VR, I, I was a novice to begin with. And one of my favorite tools um, for VR would have to be uh, introducing co-spaces. Have you, any of you heard about co-spaces yet? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. I love co-spaces. I don't want to get into it too much, but basically it's a little like Minecraft. You can create these environments. Um, we actually used it as a, an introduction to technology as a, a unit within our seventh grade curriculum where the kids um, had to use co-spaces to learn coding and um, bring things to life. They also coded within co-spaces um, a, a virtual game, like a video game. But the cool wow. thing about co-spaces is that you can also bring it to life with a little bit of AR and VR. Now, um, I actually am, I feel like since this year with being home and not in my own makerspace, I feel like I'm out of touch so much. Um, we actually, I actually have really good friends um, out of the New York, New Jersey area, they're Ready Learner One. Um, my good friend Jesse Lubinsky, they're all about the AR VR. Um, maybe that's somebody you can talk to next about <laughs> different types of <laughs> AR and VR. That and my friend Micah Shippy, who's up in Syracuse, he they they're doing phenomenal things with the AR and VR. We had the headsets like, and you know, with the kind of putting to bed of um, expeditions and stuff like that. I have mm -hmm. to like revamp that entire thing. I'm not afraid to tell you guys like. My stuff sometimes it's a little old. You got to get on with it and iterate, you know? Mm -hmm. I will take okay. any recommendations you have. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm, I definitely am going to start with your website. I mean, it looked, <laughs> it looked like it had a lot of information when I was looking at it today, and I kind of was like, ah, I got to got to pick her brain hey, definitely my stuff is your stuff now to have have it what have at it what you will i should say well thank you and i, I i'm uh, you know that's uh, that's awesome and that's what makes you such an incredible teacher that i can tell already is that you're 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 like take it's just all about sharing it, it really is we have to help each other and everybody puts their own spin on things it's it's you know it's a craft you right. you get better at your craft by seeing what else is out there and making it your own. And that's when we wrote the book together. That was kind of the idea it was really just, here's some of the things that we do. You can take 
what we've given you. Um, but that's also the part of this show so that we can now share what other people are doing and hopefully between the two introduce people to other people and so forth. So, um, you know, that's our goal. Uh, with that said, uh, you kind of alluded to it at the beginning, but with your TV show, how did you actually get that started and where, where is it now compared to where you started? Oh boy. Okay. So it's so funny. My school, I work for Illing middle school. I've been, my Manchester is my home. I love it there. Uh, we originally had a new show many years back, um, with another teacher that started it. Unfortunately, he left to go to a different district. Um, and that was also the year I think I went up to the high school. So it kind of went kaput completely honest. So when I returned to the middle school, we, um, we were revamping our technology curriculum to be more steam based, um, more pro PBL, um, inquiry and, um, it wasn't until I think it was fall of 2018. I had some new teachers, some new blood, and they were like, we want to try something different. I'm like, why don't we start in the next semester? Um, so this would have been uh, January 2019. Uh, why don't we just blow this up and, and make a new show? Like we already have like a video, um, video production class where the kids were making like PSAs. I'm like, we need authentic audiences. Jill. Jill, who's my buddy, Jill, let's make a class. And she was like, yes, I'll do it with you. So we were co-teaching it. We had maybe a couple Canon Vixias. We had Chromebooks. Um, we didn't have much. Uh, we had a couple hand-me-down microphones from the Pulse. <laughs> and we had uh, some money. We, we asked our principal for a little extra funding. And we just went into it. The kids, the eighth graders that we had a part of the class, um, we were kind of you know, building the plane while we flew it. I knew some stuff about Wii Video because I was making lots of other videos for like district stuff. So we just threw the kids into it. Um, we kind of started building our framework, like our, our creative constraint of the first scoop, um, the group scoop and the final scoop. Uh, <laughs> we kind of go by ice cream. We're very food driven in Manchester, <laughs> Connecticut. So uh, initial scoop is kind of pitching your ideas and the kind of questions you might be asking, the group scoop is who's gonna be doing what, um, interviewing people, and then the final scoop was kind of bringing all the media together, what clips are gonna be lined up, storyboarding, um, voiceovers, all that good stuff. So in the course of 2019 to 2020, Jill and I were on fire. I feel like our kids were doing great. The stories they were coming up with were great. They were interviewing our superintendent, um, interviewing people in the in the town, like our coffee shops. And then the pandemic hit and we were kind of like, well, another creative constraint, let's keep going. And so we finished out the 2020 school year. We put out, I think two or three more episodes. Um, and then in this fall, unfortunately, we did not pick up with the, the show. Um, actually, we had one semester of it, or one quarter, I should say, one quarter, not one semester. And it was just very difficult to keep on tra track of everybody. The kids were a little bit nervous to get interviews. We were using Flipgrid initially to get student interviews while they were away, and it was working. But I think people got, you know, pandemic, pandemic fatigue of the same story, um, and it was hard as our um, Jill was in the building, I was not, and you, there was no, um, at the middle school level, we really thrive, and I know you, Bruce, too, on mm -hmm. the mixing of the kids, and it was like the same group of kids all day, so we are very much already planning for next year, like, ready to go. <laughs> 
I, I totally feel your pain with, I have done, I had done a live show for 12 years in a row before yeah. the pandemic. And now we're doing, we video shows either bi-weekly or yeah. once a month, but it's, it's definitely not the same. And moving forward before our spring break, we're actually getting most of the students back. And mm -hmm. like, I can't wait to go and open the TV studio. I haven't yeah. used it almost in a full year, Friday the 13th, oh, right? March 13th last year until right mm -hmm. now in one full year. So actually today I was plugging in cameras and getting everything charged and, you know, putting everything back out again, getting ready for a couple of weeks. I can't, I can't wait to do it again because I think all of us know from doing it, the adrenaline you get and the growth that you see in kids and now with SEL being so needed, I think one of the best things that you could do for kids is let them create and see, you know, their their best side really come through, through doing social emotional learning, through having them grow, through doing the video production. Um, like I can't wait. I'm, I think it's almost going to be like September for me in a mm -hmm. couple of weeks. Like I can't, I can't wait to get back in there. It's going to be, and that just the pitching of the ideas. I'm curious to see what kids are going to say when they come back into your new studio and they're like. I want to talk about this. Let's go run with it. Own that story. That's yours mm -hmm. to tell kind of a thing. I'm very excited. It's, it's, it is September all over again. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. I actually have done with them doing remote learning from Matt Miller. Everybody's familiar with uh, Matt. He actually did something like try to do stories that they see online, but in your classroom. So I've had them do more of like do top 10 lists, do cooking videos, do makeup videos of things that they're remote and they're home anyway, of what stories could they tell from home that maybe in school, you know, when we're looking for stories in the school, we're not looking to do a makeup video or a cooking video, yeah. but that's something at home that they could totally do and have a really fun time with it. And they've done great with the uh, video features this year. And, and the other thing too is, I forgot to mention this, but like as we, when we started last fall or um, fall of 2019 into 2020, you know, the kids had some really great stories. And I think one of my favorite things about this class and teaching video production and the news is like, yes, the kids pick their stories. They have lots of, you know, they get to pick what they want to do. And one of my favorite things about it was that we really got to push kids into, to, to reach beyond tutorials and stuff like that so one of the things i would have to say is like i'm really looking forward to clubs being back in the school yeah. um and and the kids I, we had this one student who wanted to um research one of our clubs is a g-safe club the gay straight alliance and sh she was completely blown away she's like i never knew this was a thing i never knew why kids needed this outlet so um i think bringing to life those underrepresented voices is really kind of something that we as the teachers of those classes can always like have kids building yes i want you to do those top tens i want you to do those things but pushing beyond their comfort zone and then there's like that whole like whoa now i have empathy for this group i never understood kind of a thing um and in manchester we do a lot of like social justice uh examining like the teachers go through a lot of training and i I hope and I think that's a goal for us is to um, help our students see other people's perspectives. Um, you know, that whole, you know, mirrors, windows thing. Yes, I can see myself in this class. This is the mirror, but I also want to look beyond through the window to see what else is happening in the world kind of a thing. And as I was looking at your website, so do you run this as an elective and or a club? 
Is it both or? So um, the class, the video production class is actually an eighth grade elective. Okay. Um, they also have a seventh grade, we call the seventh grade like a buffet of learning tech where they have a part of video production so that they can see whether they love it or not, which they usually do. Um, and then there's also the club. I, I have a club called the Gearheads. They're kind of makers, tinkers, design thinkers, and um, they kind of join forces sometimes with the video production class to kind of give stories back and forth to each other. <laughs> I, I like that. I like that name of gearheads of the kids in there yeah. tinkering with everything. And uh, that's what it's all about with all the STEM and uh, STEAM things along with doing um, tons of video things. Well, Jessica, you've been amazing. In a half hour, so many different ideas that you've told to us and to the audience that for them to pick up on. Uh, where can people find you online? How could they contact you if they want you to come to their school and do training and even through Zoom to do some training. Oh, I'm happy to talk. We're friends. Like I said, we're friends now. Um, <laughs> I'm on Twitter, uh, J Lenore, which is my middle name. So J L E N O R E 24, which was my basketball number. Um, and you could also reach out to me by email, uh, say Jess and S A Y J E S S A nd at gmail.com um, my website where you can go get um, eat like my resources and just kind of see what I've got out there is bit.ly slash say Jess and with a capital S J and a and yay thank you <laughs> and I'll have all thank that you. information on our website as well um, do you have any final comments or questions or just something you'd like to throw out that you were thinking about ahead of time I am just um, I'm blown away by the perseverance of teachers, and I know that this has been a tough year, but um, within the constraint, we've made it work. You've all tried, we've all done a great job, and I think um, our kids have been pretty resilient as well. And, and when this is kind of wrapped up, I always think about this, but uh, do we really wanna go back to the way things were exactly, or do we wanna take what we learned and redefine education even more? Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, anybody else want to throw out anything here before we wrap up today? I just want to thank her for taking the time to talk to us. I've learned a lot, and I'm excited to dig in more to your website and talk to you some more. I look forward to it as well. Thank you so much, Paula, Randy, Bruce. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for coming much. on tonight, yeah. Jess. And for everybody out there, this will be live on Scripted Radio at 7 a.m. Monday. And you can catch it also on iTunes and Google Podcasts. So thank you again. And that's another wrap for Scripted Radio. Scripted, an educator's guide to media in the classroom, is a resource book for all educators, providing scope and sequence for digital media in the classroom. It is your recipe guide to creating a successful digital media model in your school at any level. Scripted can be purchased through Edumatch Publishing, Amazon, and Barnes & Noble. For more information, go to www.scriptededucators.com. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for another episode of Scripted Conversation with Paula, Bruce, and Randy.